Hi, I'm Justin. I'm Nick. I'm Austin. Hey guys, have you seen The Iron Claw? Yeah, uh, I think uh, we all saw it, right? Together? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> we I just saw I it in theaters. <laughs> I think I got a concussion by proxy through watching the movie. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes, well, we got to keep an eye on you, because uh, a lot of lessons learned with this movie. What is this, a crossover episode? Are we doing another What About Wrestling Have You Seen? Oh, yeah. Nick's back. I'm appreciating myself. Say hi to Nick. Say hi to the Knicks, Nick. Hi, me. <laughs> <laughs> Knicks are what we famously call our audience on Have You Seen for because for the longest time you were our only fan. Google Nick only fan. Uh, <laughs> Capital N I C K Nick. <laughs> uh, so this is one of our Monday movie. Madness episodes. We're getting back to an old tradition of going to the theater, watching something current. Oh yeah, talking about it. Um, what do you think? And should this we? Week it was fucking. Should we wait till like five minutes in to do spoilers or spoilers right off the bat? I think we'll just say right off the bat spoilers. Okay. We're if also going to treat this. If you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to this. Like yet. a ha- like a what about or, wrestling I guess, episode? I guess if. Go ahead and do it. I know. Forget me. Do what you want. Do 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 what you want. This is an action-filled movie. This is a sorrow-filled movie. Um, it's a it's movie. Sad as fuck. It's based on a true story. It's also an A twenty-four film. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was great to see in theaters. Yeah, it looked really fantastic. It was wild for me watching this because I knew of the story and like the ins and outs of it. And even watching it, it was like, this seems overdone, like in terms Ooh. of like the story and stuff. And then watching it, I was like, no, this is exactly like what the stories are. It's it's so far fetched, but like true. It was such a wild kind of experience. I had a really fun time because we've got together and we've watched wrestling before. And one of the things I always like imagine is like in the future, maybe they'll have little drones or cameras you can wear in the ring so you can see some of these shots yeah. close up and in slow mo. Because he's like flying off the top ropes. It's, yeah, this it's, is it's like on a big ev- screen. This is like every wrestler's like dream of how they wish wrestling matches could be filmed. It was indulgent in the wrestling matches, and I appreciated it. I was sitting there just like, ah, oh, this. This is really cool. I like this. Um, it is a sad, sad story. And Very I sad. hear, Nick, 
I don't know if you do this on your podcast, What About Wrestling, uh, but I hear you have some info behind the scenes on what really happened with this family, and it's even sadder than the movie portrayed? Yeah, they totally uh, didn't mention one of the brothers. So um, there's six brothers. Uh, there's, yeah, at the end of everything, there were six brothers. Um, oh, wow. And one just straight up just did not make the movie. How old was were that, they compared to the other ones, would you was say? Was that MJF's character? No, no. MJF was a, was a fake body. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Wait, they brought in a saw, fake brother? I saw in the credits that he was credited as a Von Eric. I'm like, what the fuck? But he didn't get it. He got like a, a second of screen time. Yeah, he had some like in-ring time. It was, it was, he was going to tag in and then he, he had less, tag. he had less screen time than the Hollywood honk did. <laughs> I am and so confused and I just watched the movie. Uh, so they, did they add any brothers? That's my first question. No, there was not any extra brothers. Okay, there was just one brother who was barely in the movie? No. So there was a sixth brother that wasn't even mentioned at all. And then there was one scene, like an in-ring scene, Mm -hmm. where the main brother that the movie was following, Kevin, was in a tag team. And that was a wrestler they brought in and pretended was a Von Erich (gasps) um, that the movie wasn't able to get into at all. Wow. Or I guess got cut for time or something. Um, mm. So there was there was a fake brother, but within the movie, they didn't explain it at all or anything like that. That's true. Um, but I think they filmed it, but it got cut, right? Right. And then outside of that, there is one entire Von Eric brother that didn't even get mentioned by name or anything like that. Not Jack, the five-year-old brother that died. How no, he was mentioned. This one compared to like Jack and the others, was he? Was he the eldest? Was he in the middle somewhere? Uh, he was born in, I have it up in front of me right here. He was born in 69. Okay. Um, and, uh, spoiler alert, uh, he passed away at the age of 21 in 1991. Oh, wow. So he may have been a wrestler with the rest of them. Was he? Yeah. Uh, kinda. So he was the youngest of the brothers. Um, Uh he was also the smallest. Um, he was not healthy very much. Like he had asthma and extremely brittle bones. Um, so he wasn't able to successfully be a wrestler. He attempted many different times to do that because he just super oh, no. loved wrestling. And I, there's um, a lot of pressure in this family, as you see in the film. Yeah. yeah, he was wrestling in some capacity, but wasn't really able to take off. I think at one point he wanted to be like still involved, so he tried to be a ref. Um, mm. But um, it just that didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to get a little bit deeper into it, but he passes away very much like his brother, Carrie passes away. Oh, wow. This was wow. a heavy movie. Um, I knew going into it, it was going to be sad. Yeah. We all knew it was going to be sad going into it. I didn't know the specifics of the story, but I knew it was going to be sad. Well, any biopic about a family of professional wrestlers from that time period, you can just you can kind of guess it's going to have a lot of trauma and manipulation. How did you OK? How did you feel about the guy they got to play uh, Randy or Nature Boy, Ric Flair? So I feel like the if you're going for like an imitation of him or like a. I'm playing Ric Flair. Let me try to do the voice and the mm-hmm. attitude and everything. Um, it wasn't great for it by any means. 
but as a character in a movie that's based on a true story, like it, you could probably get somebody to like mime the the mannerisms or like redo that. But I don't think it was necessary on it. Like it got the message across as far as like how big a deal Ric Flair kind of portrayed himself and how big mm-hmm. a deal he was. And I think that was the important part. So I didn't hate it, but I know there are a lot of people who are like, that doesn't yeah. sound like Ric Flair. That doesn't have the Ric Flair vibes. I know a lot of, that was one of the the complaints I've heard about this one is they're like, I when didn't he like Ric Flair. first came on, I had the same thought. I was like, oh, why'd they choose this guy? But as it went, I was like, oh, it grew on me totally. And I was like, he's doing the character precisely like rick flair like he doesn't have to be a mere image but he's doing what rick flair would do sure he doesn't have to have the south carolina accent and all that stuff like he was portraying himself as over the top like Mm -hmm. champion like ladies man kind of thing and i think that that worked really well for it so how did you come across this story nick is this famous in wrestling um so there are a couple of ways that I could have found out about this and I don't know which one's the right one for it. But at one point there was like a, a documentary that was released about the organization, the WCCW, the world class championship wrestling. Um, but other points there's like threads online talking about like, this is the stat, the saddest story in wrestling for it. And like as many stories as there are in wrestling, like I'm sure that there are some that are, super sad but i can't think of one that's like more kind of impactful as this one like it's legitimately like in the movie there's the recurring theme of like the family curse uh-huh. mm-hmm. and like the very uh very much not something i like subscribe to as far as like superstitions and stuff like that but like right. it was so, played up but like this like legit would be one where i'm like well it seems like that family's fucking cursed, bro. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like arguing with a curse. It's like, eh, I guess if they're cursed, they're cursed. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there have been some um, tragedies in wrestling. This one felt like it was multi-generational and stretched over decades, which made it more yeah. of like a brute, like a tragedy than say. Uh, a instantaneous event or something that happened in the ring or something like that. This was just compounded over and over. And the the cast, this is just like a, a the cast did amazing. It was a stack cast. Did you hear about when the photos got leaked from this of Zac Efron? People thought they were making a He-Man movie because of the yeah. haircut and how like buff he was. Uh-huh. They that was get... one of the things I noticed too is like, man, they had bad haircuts. Yes. They, they all had, all bad, had haircuts. bad haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie had the best haircut. Yeah, I, got a, I got a little side-by-side. This is posted on Wikipedia. But I'm mm-hmm. going to show you. There's like a side-by-side of the actors and who they were portraying. Um, and it's not oh, them right. in like it's not them in like costume or anything like that. So it's like the normal like pictures. But like they did. I think they did super, super well with it. They did. It. Like, they did. At, at point, at points, I was like Zac Efron. Like, I haven't really watched a lot of Zac Efron stuff, but he didn't seem like the type that would be in a movie like this. But uh-huh. he was—he's great, probably the perfect choice for it. Like, yeah. I couldn't think of somebody that would be better. You know? He got he his really... start on Disney Channel, uh, and then he moved to comedies. But he's really proven himself to be like a, yeah. a really diverse actor this year. And Jeremy Allen White playing Carrie Bon Eric, fantastic. Um, 
He's great. Uh, and you told me in the movie, like, this guy should play Willy Wonka. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> a young, like, haunted Gene Wilder. And I hear this Timothy Chalamet of. one is about, like, the prequel to Willy Wonka. And I was um, like, damn, they should have got this guy. Yeah, he's, like, red hot right now with the bear. And now this. Oh, uh, you see, this was the first thing I'd seen him in. Yeah, he's he the main also, character like, in the bear. For Shameless, too, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was in Shameless. Okay, this is yeah. This was the first time I'd seen him on screen. Not familiar with him at all. I I also like the the younger brother, the one that played guitar at the show. That was really good. Mm-hmm. You could tell he had interest outside of wrestling, and he was just like God. he was the one that kind of seemed like he didn't really want to wrestle, but didn't like like it's a family where you can't really say that. <laughs> I feel like even if uh the one There's that followed Mike mostly. Uh, didn't want to wrestle. He didn't even allow himself to think that because <laughs> he's the eldest. Oh, you think? Yeah, Kevin probably didn't want to wrestle really no, that much. No, no. And then, uh, oh man. I mean, spoiler territory. Pretty quick. We've already got into it, but just to watch him like work himself to death. The one that was going to Japan at the wedding, just puke oh, blood and be like, "No, yeah. it's okay. I can keep going. Don't worry." Like and he just dies in his hotel room in Japan a alone. Week, like less than a week later. Ugh, yeah, brutal. And that's absolutely the, brutal. That's like the start of the tragedy. We think, but they have a younger brother, or I'm sorry, an older brother who died at like five, uh, five or something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, is that like, true? Yeah. So yeah. the first son. Uh, they said he was Jack. accidentally electrocuted in the store. In what I saw, I didn't catch yeah, that. Okay. So. They, at the time, were living in Niagara Falls, New York, um, and he stepped, like, on a trailer tongue. He was uh, electrically shocked um, and then fell into a melting snow puddle and drowned in the puddle. Holy crap. So, I mean, and that happened in... Christ! That happened in 1959, so, like, it was one that, like, started started off strong for this group of brothers. Oh. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I mean, if we get into I mean, it, right? just like you said, just like I mean, I'm surprised they didn't like say that more in the movie because they didn't really talk about how he died. But like that convinces me they're cursed. That sounds like a cursed death. We walked out of the movie and I was like, you where know, you get a, like, where you accidentally step on something that electrocutes you and then you drown in a, in a puddle? puddle of yeah. snow. For as dark as Jesus. it was. They left a lot out, and this is one of the facts that proves it to me. This could have been darker, this movie. <laughs> one of the things that they said as to why they didn't talk about Chris Von Eric at all is you can only fit so much tragedy into a movie. <laughs> right. Wow. It, Chris Von Eric's the brother that we didn't... He's the, the youngest one that they, didn't even make the cut. I yeah. hear you. Okay. But they didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you gotta wonder at some point too when they're negotiating with the Jesus. family for the rights to this story. If he's just like, leave him out of it. Like, uh, the movie's gonna be sad enough. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, I just saw the uh, uh, Kevin Von Eric on AEW with his two boys. Nice. They wrestled. They're into wrestling. Yeah, his, his yeah. two sons wrestle. Uh, wow. Carrie's daughter was into wrestling. She's actually already retired uh, as well. What did but, she go by in the wrestling world? Her name was Lacey Von Eric. Okay, okay. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> so I think they successfully beat the curse, knock on wood. 
So Kevin's uh, sons are active wrestlers right now. And I, I saw the... I saw Kevin put on Iron Claw in AEW. Whoa, he's still using the family trademark move. So that's a good. I would set. I would go so far as to guess that the the pressure within the family to do wrestling is it's very different finished. than what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. I, I I would have to hope that he's not pushing his dream on his kids like his dad pushed it onto him. Right. Yeah. Uh, as depressing as the content of the movie was, it's beautiful. The farmhouse that they live on with like the garage gym and the horses, really cool. That would be a fun place to grow up and learn the, how to wrestle if you were like if it was a more healthy environment. The parents did great in this too. Um Holt Holt McCannley played the dad. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize him, Austin? Has he been on previous episodes of Have You Seen? No, uh, but he's on a TV show. I think you watched. Did you watch Mine Hunters? No, I didn't. Oh, really? Mine, I thought you did watch Mine Hunter. Yeah. Nope. It's about like um, the FBI people who started the, the serial program killer program. To, like, yeah, I'm familiar with it, but FBI's. I did not watch it. But he, this guy, is one of the main guys in that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know this guy from much. Looking through his IMDb, I, I honestly can't. He's been in so many things, and I haven't seen a single one of them. Oh, he was the voice of the mechanic in the Fight Club video game. Uh, Maybe he... Okay, he was the mechanic in Fight Club. That's, like, the one thing I see scrolling through this upcoming episode, by the way. And then we got the mom, played by Mar Tierney. Mm Mm-hmm. She was in ER. That's where I recognize her from, because I saw this at first, and you know who (laughs) I thought of is... The uh, woman from Groundhog's Day, or I uh, got them, uh, Grandma's Boy. Oh yeah, because no, they were both. I, I know it's not her, but they were both in ER forever. Sure, sure. That's where the connection comes from. She was also, uh, I believe, uh, opposite Carrie in Liar Liar. He was. She played the ex that they had a son together with, mm-hmm. and her character in this is kind of infuriating <laughs> like she, both her, the parents are infuriating both i know but her like the dad overtly and her in a really subdued like passive aggressive way where they come to her the kids and they're like hey we have problems and we need help and like my brother's she's like, suicidal for she's like that's why you have brothers go talk to them <laughs> and his dad said the same line like almost word for word the same line Terrible that the mom parents. said yeah you're right yeah of like, of like, like they've I mean, two different times where where he's like hey we kind of need some help and they're like we'll figure it out <laughs> they've discussed this the mom and the dad they've had discussions and they're like that's why we're having six sons is so they can <laughs> raise each other and we don't have to do anything the yeah, more okay. sons we have the easier it'll be to raise them into wrestlers uh-huh. and just stand back and not do anything uh i yeah that that doesn't work out too well um there's an ongoing thing theme that he has a ranking of which kid that he likes the most and, which immediately oh, you're just wow. like oh you you just fucking poison suck. yeah poisoning <laughs> this family and it wasn't but, uh, at the very beginning the rankings were Carrie, Kevin, uh David and then Mike. And because Carrie was at the top cuz he was going to be an Olympian. Yeah, uh but His we dad boycotted was more the Olympics proud- that year. 
his dad was more proud of him being an Olympian and like didn't want him to go into wrestling. I thought that was like no an Olympic to point level out. wrestler. I thought right. No, he was a shot putter. Oh, you're he right. Was, like, Track and field. Things. Okay, because they have Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics still. Yeah, but he wasn't a wrestler. No, in the like, that's not what he was training for. No, he was doing more like the traditional javelin throw, probably and long jump and all that kind of stuff. I think he was doing that disc thing where you like spin and you like huck it. Yeah, I think you multitask when you do that. <laughs> sure, probably. <laughs> I think you do a couple of things. Yeah, throw the javelin. I don't know. Uh, maybe I imagine he throws things. Like he that was what he things, did. Yeah, he what throws is, things. What's that? The shot put. Yeah. Nice. I've never thrown one of those. My high school didn't have enough money for proper track and field equipment. And I did course... in middle school. I did. I tried doing track um, for it, and I did shot put and discus. And discus was just something I couldn't ever figure out yeah. between like actually making it fly like a disc and everything because it's. It's thick and it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot put made a lot more sense. Oh, just... shot puts the the like the ball, right? Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a cannonball. And if you try to throw it like a baseball, you really fuck up your wrist. <laughs> so you basically just have to like push it. Uh huh. And it's just it's wild. Like having tried it and seeing how hard it is versus like seeing people that can actually do it is insane. Yeah, yeah. When you see people throw the discus too, and it gets that spin like a frisbee, it it's crazy because how heavy it is. The first time I came across actual hurdles, I was really impressed and excited to try them because I hadn't, didn't have them in high school. Um, the Olympics get I avoided, canceled. I avoided track and field. Oh, did you? Yeah, I liked <laughs> other sports stuff, but I didn't like track and field. No, I like to play basketball and baseball and soccer and all. That I like the track and fields. I didn't like running long distances, but I thought the different things you could do in track and field looked fun. Like. I always wanted to pole vault or whatever it is. Sure. That looked like it'd be pretty sick. A valuable lesson for getting over castle walls as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Soviets aren't getting along with the U.S., so the Olympics are canceled and he has to come home. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah. basically the whole crux of the story is Fritz von Erich played the dad. Uh, he's been a wrestler. We see it starts with like the black and white shots, which I really liked. My, I think the opening of this was like my favorite cinematography of it. Oh yeah. The grainy black and white far off footage of the wrestling uh, ring. With, with his wrestling match. I really, really liked good. that, really that shot. And um, it really established like the family dynamic too, where the kids were like super thrilled to see their dad. And mm-hmm. then the dad like surprised them with the Cadillac they can't afford. Oh yeah. yeah. Doing, <laughs> yeah. and it, it wasn't mentioned at all in the movie, but in the last scene with the parents, uh, where the mom's like, she's like, "Hey, what's for dinner?" And she's like, "I'm not hungry. I didn't cook. I'm just painting." Yeah, uh, uh-huh. they ended up actually divorcing, which uh, really, yeah, yeah. Really, really, yeah. But it wasn't like mentioned at all, and like I could see for that time with that not actually happening mm-hmm. for it. Um, but they ended up divorcing in like '91 or something like that. Um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, seems like the kind of thing that should happen at that point. Yeah. Uh, um, but this whole thing, he's just pushing his dream of wanting to be the world heavyweight champion 
that because he got screwed out of it every time because he got close. He lost his chance, but now it has a chance to be in the family because he. So keeps now he's just used all of his kids as like other opportunity, the next opportunity to try and get it. Mm-hmm. So pretty much all of this up until like when Carrie comes in is pre WWF for it. So gotcha. at the time, it was a very territorial system where each person that like ran an organization was in a very like certain part of the country. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were relatively easily set up like world class championship wrestling, like in Texas, because mm-hmm. it wasn't really anything there, but like all the organizations were under like, for the most part, were under the heading of the national wrestling Alliance. Mm-hmm. And that's like the world title that they were trying to get at that time for it. And that's the one where him saying like, Hey, they're passing me over for other stuff is because they would, as a as a group decide who's going to be the champion and like travel to different organizations as the champion kind of thing. right right yeah i got that like it's kind of like you're the champion of of all of the different promotions right right, right. well yeah because like in at the very beginning kevin like the first time we see kevin like in a match he wins the texas championship right for it which essentially would have been like the main title for that organization um, until the world title and the world champion comes through Mm -hmm. to defend it. And normally in this time, it was a very, if you had the the NWA championship, you would typically hold it for a long time and you would do the traveling. And um, just by virtue of like going to a place and wrestling the champion, whoever in like WCCW or whatever faced the champion, if they put on a really good match but didn't win the title, it would still make them look like a legit person kind of Right. Thing. Lots of good prep. Like he kind good, of explains this in a really good way yeah. in the movie where he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kinda staged, but it's very athletic. And at the same time, the people who are best at the crowd work and best at the athleticism they get promoted through belts and right. titles and That's- everything. Yeah, that's how he put it, right? Is like, and I thought that was a really good explanation of the world. A title is like getting a promotion, and he said the world heavyweight title means that you're you're the best. Like Mm -hmm. everybody, like you did the best out of everybody. Someone who isn't from a wrestling background too much in the history of it, I I I like the way they presented wrestling in this movie. It was so much better than when we watched Ready to Rumble with David Arquette. (laughs) Much more serious. Have you seen a wrestler? Austin? I haven't. No, I I need oh, to watch some more of these Nick, wrestler movies. We'll get you back for that one. I haven't seen it either. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I was just everybody was like, it's really sad. Now I've watched this one and I feel like I'm I'm prepared. I don't think it can be as sad as this one, unless well, he had seven sons who died. <laughs> but. Um, I heard the same thing. That's why I didn't see that is because I I didn't want to watch a sad wrestling movie at the time. This one I saw the trailer for and I was just like, you know, I love what this company has put out A24. I'm interested. It looks really well shot. And I liked it. Uh at what I mean, not that we're ending the episode or anything, but would what do you guys think? Would you how'd you like the portrayal of this? Would you recommend this movie to fans of wrestling? I don't even think you have to be a fan of wrestling. Well, that's what I was yeah. going to say, because I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a fan of wrestling. I'm a casual fan, and I yeah. really liked it. I think like, this is just a good drama. Like, I think this is absolutely a good movie to watch and recommend if you're the type of person that can watch movies that are essentially super, super sad and enjoy yeah. them. 
but as a wrestling fan, like I think that anybody that is a wrestling fan and is appreciative of like stuff that happened in the past, absolutely 100%. There are people that probably don't even give a shit about stuff that happened five years ago or 10 years ago, and that's fine. And so they might not connect with it, but a majority of just anybody I think would, uh, benefit from watching this movie and and if not if enjoy it is the wrong word then um definitely get something out of it you know <laughs> definitely yeah yeah it it was really well made it i honestly wouldn't be surprised if we see this in the oscars yeah that's a good point uh oh man i yeah for cinematography sound design for a whole bunch of like obscure categories Even let alone Zac the performance. well yeah, the, let alone the performances yeah, yeah definitely uh this i wouldn't even call it oscar bait i'd just call it oscar worthy and i don't even i don't fucking care about the oscars uh, <laughs> i don't either but i'm just it, it it seems like one of those movies it does, that it would does. do that would and that's yeah. pretty big for A24 because they were handling the actor's strike and writer's strike better than most companies, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And this is one that they got made and put out like during the tail Basically end of during. That. During yeah, it, during yeah. The yeah. They, got, they got a special dispensation got, mm-hmm. um, for it because it was like right in the middle, but with their previous experience with the the union and I think how close they were to having it done, they were just like, yeah, it's cool. Go ahead and finish it. Right. Yeah. It's a film receives special dispensation, dispensation from SAG-AFTRA to continue production and promotion during the strike subject to the acceptance of certain conditions and stemming from a 24's positive reputation or relationship with the union. So nice. Yeah. Support companies that have good work (laughs) policies. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I, it was interesting for sure. Um, and it was very sad, but I still also felt like it still, it somehow was kind of uplifting in a weird way. I was thinking about that too. Like it isn't, I know we're painting it as a terribly depressing movie. You don't come out of it feeling gross or anything. I, I, at least I didn't because there's like, a couple scenes in the end that tie it together really well. Yeah. It's one that like the entire time you're like, this is tragic, but at the same time you're like, I'm rooting for you though. Like, yeah, stuff is happening. You're like, uh, this, this sucks for sure. But like, you're still going forward with it and I get why you're going forward with it. It's not one where you're just like, I'll oh, just get out of that situation or something. <laughs> yeah. It's Cause the dad like... and the mom are scumbags, but the brothers all really cared for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like the one big theme on this too, is like brotherhood mm-hmm. is even when stuff wasn't going the way that they wanted it to go outside of like the whole, Oh man. All even your brothers And the dad's like, you're the one who's going to Tokyo and you could see yeah. Zac Efron's heart breaking. Yeah. Whenever David, because, um, it basically happened because like, uh, Zach won a match, like Kevin won a match. And then David came in and did the promo for him instead of like, he was a better public speaker. <laughs> Yeah, because Kevin was fucking up on the microphone, so David yeah. just being a brother is like, let me help out. Yeah. And, and there were these minor disagreements, but then they would meet up in the locker room and just be like, I know why you did what you did, and I still love you, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll still love well, I mean, you. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin literally talked to like his the plot with his wife. Uh-huh. Um, 
uh, or like meeting his wife, which by the way, she knew what she wanted and went after it. She targeted him like the fucking Terminator. (laughs) Just like ding, 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 ding. Subject, subdue. (laughs) Wow. Um, He didn't, she flirted with him so hard, he didn't know what was happening. Uh huh. Um, but their their whole thing uh, I liked, and the 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 whole drama of not knowing if he was gonna like not only lose all of his brothers, but like destroy his family because he believes this curse thing. Yeah, and he like doesn't want to spread it to them. Oh, that was pretty tragic. Yeah. So I mean, just to kind of not pussyfoot around on it anymore is like there are a total of like six actual brothers. Yeah, for it. Mm-hmm. five were were mentioned or featured in the movie. Mm-hmm. One of them we talked about electrocution and, and drowning for it. Right, mm-hmm. the only brother to make it through the entire thing is Kevin Von Erich, who's the yeah. the main person that we follow throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one to pass away was David. Um, he was the one that honestly probably seemed like he was going to be the most successful of all of them for it up until he he got basically the call after he jumped on the mic and he um, got sent to Japan because they make this big deal of you can't be big unless you're big in Japan. And he ruptured his intestine, which led to like an aneurysm in his body and killed him in his hotel room, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the, in the film, this part might've been some creative license or not. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's during Kevin's wedding that, um, he finds David kind of throwing up in the bathroom. Yeah. And there's like blood and everything. So you know something's wrong. He's like, hey, man, we got to get that... to the hospital. And he's yeah, like, no, really let's go dance. Scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they, he gets it too, right? It's like if he goes to the hospital, there's a chance he doesn't go to Japan. Uh-huh. There's mm-hmm. a chance that doesn't get the shot to be the, the champion kind of thing for it. Right. Um, and so like they, as brothers, they understand like how important this is and like, I don't know that I would have it in me to be like, you know what? Like, I know why you got to do this. Go ahead and do this compared to like, no, you need to find no, you to need to go to a hospital. Right. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. after watching this and that, what knowing what we know now about medical science and stuff, this was 50 years ago. Uh, you'd probably be like, please go to the hospital. The, and then Mike, like the first wrestling match he does and he breaks his shoulder and then goes into septic shock. And goes into a coma and has brain damage and just never oh. recovers from it. And is this pretty accurate to what really happened? Yeah, he uh, had actually. Um, it wasn't the first match. Like he, I don't know if it was the first match. I think he wanted to work more behind the scenes, if anything, for it. Mm-hmm. And didn't really want to be a full ring, full time wrestler for it. Yeah, he um, liked like designing the sound in this and the lighting and where the cameras were. He was more of the creative in the family. Yeah, but because David passed away, he um, kind of got pushed into it. And yeah, um, just like Harry. But so he actually got injured not at world class championship wrestling. Um, he got injured. Um, he injured his shoulder in Israel um, and had to have surgery. And then immediately after surgery is where uh, he flew back to the U.S. and got the toxic shock syndrome that way for it. Um, And then he tried to recover and everything. Um, But um, obviously that didn't happen. And then he did take a fatal dose of tranquilizers um, and passed away uh, at the ranch for it. Damn. Just walked out into the forest. 
Then yep. we get and, to and, uh, the brother who uh, chooses to party and drink and drive on his motorcycle. Well, before him, like let's, let's oh, add a little bit. Yeah, to let, the movie. yeah let's go in mm-hmm. order. <laughs> so, um, after Mike passes away, there's Chris. Chris is the one that wasn't mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. He had like brittle yeah. bones and stuff, but he super super wanted to be in the business. He wanted to do what his family was doing for it. Right. Um, he did a couple of tag team matches with some people of pretty high note, um, but he just wasn't Never able really to see because his buddy. So he got depressed and heartbroken about his brother Mike. Um, in 1991, um, he shoots himself in the head. Damn. For it. Um, there, okay. Speaking of guns, Chekhov's gun, there were a lot of pistols on the wall in display in this house and immediately yeah. i was like this is not gonna end well like i i swear at the beginning of this movie i i could have sworn one of these kids was gonna murder their dad with this wall of guns john wick <laughs> style yeah and i mean that's not exactly how it happened even like I, the off gun was the fact that like they made this big scene of him I've giving also, the birthday I've present also heard... yeah I've also heard that Kevin Von Erich has come out since the movie has come out and said that it's not a very accurate portrayal of how his dad actually was. He's definitely said that for it, but I think a lot of the prevailing like theories for it is that this this being a movie is probably a lot more over the top kind of thing. Sure, of course, it was dramatized. dramatized yeah. Of course. But, uh, I think it's also part of like, hey, that's my dad kind of thing. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to save face a little after a movie, like you make a, your dad a villain in a movie, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not that bad. He only had 50 guns on the wall, not 100. <laughs> uh, okay. He always laughed after he did the ranking thing, but he never actually said it was a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> It was he, he put it on a whiteboard, but it was in permanent marker, so we couldn't erase it. Oh wow. So working our way up so, the brothers. So now we're at Carrie, who was poised to go to the Olympics, but the but Jimmy Carter them. decided we're not gonna go to the USSR for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can, go, um, we can and, go to the ones in Nazi Germany. Yeah. But, um, but Carrie was easily the most like on paper successful of any of the brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually got to the WWF, right? Yeah, so That's he he got the. Oh yeah, he N- was the Intercontinental Champion. They said. Yeah, so he got the NWA title too for it, um, and then prior to that, um, he actually won the title um, from Ric Flair at the David Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions. Ooh. So it was a tribute show to his brother. And then um, that, and then that night, did it, did he lose his foot that night in the motorcycle accident? No, he lost the title about three weeks later to it. Okay, um, but um, afterwards he because that's what happened in the movie, right? I'm not misremembering that. That that's how it's presented in the movie is like, he, like the won the won. title, and then that night he was like couldn't come down from the high, went for a drive, and lost his the foot. way it happens in real life is quite a bit more tragic, according to Nick. <sighs> Yeah, uh, like yeah, the rest of the he, movie. <laughs> yeah, so they had to they had to tone it down. It was too sad. 
Yeah, the, yeah the, another A24 film, The Witch, starts off with a witch, like, mushing a baby up in a pot, and they had to tone down the sadness of this true-life family drama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, he, I'm pretty sure he got injured well before, um, well before he, like, got any of the titles or anything mm-hmm. for it, because um, he got in the motorcycle motorcycle accident uh, in 1986. Oh, it. okay. So that um, happened and, like before most of this. That, that might have happened like in response to not getting into the Olympics, right? Right. Um, it's it's hard to kind of keep the time frames straight 100%, but he dislocated his hip, badly injured his right leg, um, and eventually led to his um his amputation for it according to kevin um after the accident but before the amputation uh carrie injured the foot following surgery by attempting to walk on it prematurely which is what forced the no amputation for it don't rush your healing Uh, no oh wow but he'd also continue wrestling after the amputation with the prosthetic yeah yeah Um, but Man. he made every effort to keep that amputation secret from fans and wrestlers. Oh, even wow. like when he'd shower after matches, he'd keep his boots on. Wow. Um, and so like even until after his death was where uh, people found out about it. That was one of um, the most heartbreaking parts of the movie for me is when he's that trying. Scene, that scene where him and Zach are like, uh-huh. like in the backyard. Trying, trying. Cause that's also the scene where Mike walks out and kills himself. Isn't it? It's around there. Like they're busy doing that while he's walks off. Yeah. Um, um, so true. It's so sad, but yeah, I well, mean, you should the... watch it. It was good. Is it, this would be Josh's <laughs> 10 out of 10. Don't recommend. Yeah. This is, this is kind of a 10 out of 10. <laughs> don't recommend, but like I said, when you watch it, it manages to keep it more lighthearted than the truth, I think. Uh, <clears throat> he ends up killing himself as well. This brother. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the injuries like led to drug problems, being addicted to painkillers and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and so he got charged with a couple of different things, had some jail time and probation and stuff. Uh, but he, in the movie, um, gets a pistol that he bought his dad for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And instead of to the head, he goes to the heart for it, yeah. uh, where he shoots himself. Um, yeah. That's what he did, like, in real life, too. Wow. Uh, oh, this um, ranch has to be haunted as hell. That scene where Zach comes in and discovers him and, like, yells at his dad for not watching him after he called Almost him and kills his dad. Him. I thought he was going to kill the dad at that point. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was just going to go full family annihilator. <laughs> oh, wow. But that scene afterwards, though, with them all, like, it was very, like, seemed like he was, like, on the river sticks because he had, like, the coin that his dad flipped to see who was going to mm-hmm. fight for the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was, like, very river sticks where he, like, meets up with his family and, like, uh, David has his guitar and oh yeah, or, or David has the title. I don't um, know how I feel about this scene. It's probably the most divisive scene for me of the movie. Well, it's what Zach, is, it's what Kevin is imagining, and that's how what ties it, it back together. Is it it, it? it does portray it as Kevin's imagination. 
But I was like, in this the, is almost in the too sweet leaves, to the movie. Because he says, I want to go back with my brothers. And uh-huh. like, according to Bret Hart in his autobiography, um, he had, um, according to Hart, believed that um, like his brothers were calling him for it. So yeah. it's something that like, well, in the movie, the exact way he, like, he had calling. articulated that is that, hey, I want to go be with my brothers. Yeah, and in the movie, he seemed like out of all of them, his was, I guess, besides Kevin, uh, it, like when him being like, I got to get away from my family or it'll spread, was like the most of like the the curse has me, it's got me, I'm I'm doomed, kind of thing. Like that's kind of the vibe I was getting from like that conversation he had on the phone with Kevin. Yeah, with Kevin. And so he goes and he sees David with the the title that he didn't ever actually get to to have. And he sees mm-hmm. um, Mike with his guitar. Um, yeah. And then they're hugging and being loving brothers and everything like that. And they're oh. like, what about my, my big brother? And there's like this little like five or six year old kid. Oh, first um, of the, like the real tear tear jerkier scenes to come at the end of this movie too. One of the, one of the ones that got me tear jerking was with Mike whenever he like came back from, recovery and he had the brain damage and he tried to play the guitar again yeah oh, it was so heartbreaking watching that but yeah but what i'm talking about is the the two at the end yeah the, i know the next one like with his son um or his son oh, yeah. and like i lost my brothers i used to be a brother where he's, he's watching them play and yeah and it just gets to him remembering he used to have five other brothers yeah, and he repeats uh, his dad. His dad said, "He says, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be crying in front of you because a man doesn't cry." And then his sons are like, "That's stupid." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cry all the time. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the ones that, like, if I try to just describe it, it feels very like afterthoughty and like cheap. But yeah, he's like, I, "I used to be a brother. Now I'm not a brother anymore." And the sons are like, "We'll be your brother, dad." Mm-hmm. Um, like in that the moment, one, it gets you. Yeah, it was one where it was just like, "This is one of the most sad things I've watched in a movie." <laughs> and then they say that, "Wow, that actually that takes the edge off of it in a very effective way." It does. For it. it does. It does. Um, um, and then the closing for it, I think, was also really good because he mentioned when he was first like on the date with his soon to be yeah. wife, where he yeah. wants to just have a ranch that everybody can come live with him. Mm-hmm. On, like that was his dream outside of wrestling. It was like and their eight kids be, and their and sixteen did, grandkids and, and their fifty-six great grandkids. And <laughs> his wife accomplished her goals too, right? Because she was like wanting to be was it a, like a vet? She wanted to be a vet and have her own practice, and she wanted to make sure her man was cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm g- really glad it worked out for them with so much tragedy in the movie could have they could have played her off as like a gold digger the way she entered the scene and was just like i'm here to stay and like but he didn't have any money then I so know. Oh, like... well <laughs> a local he was semi-famous at that point <laughs> i'm saying they played not only their character really also, well, but uh like it was it was interesting to me that they played kevin as being kind of like um really innocent mm-hmm. and it's just interesting to me because you wouldn't think I, I wouldn't ever think that of a wrestler. Really almost uh, 
childlike and kind of dopey. It's like the it's like the opposite of what I think of when I think of someone who is a professional <laughs> wrestler. Well, he tours with his family, so that's the thing. He's not out partying every night. He's like yeah. doing push-ups in the hotel room while his dad whips him. Just, it uh, seemed very much like what our perception of like a professional wrestler is now is uh-huh. what his dad was. Um, with and kind of care and carry a little too, and carry a bit, and doing the politicking, and then having to do the stuff that you don't really want. Whereas Kevin, at least the character um, in the movie, was very kind of insulated from that. Like he he got the they're making decisions I don't really have any control over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back after his dad gave him world class championship wrestling, I mean, like, hey, I looked at the books and uh, looks like you uh, said you paid me a lot more than you actually paid me. Yeah, uh, and his anyway. dad was like, "Did you expect this was a free ride living here?" Yeah, that's kind of what happens when you're that a parent. Was, that was that was brutal. <laughs> uh, is there any other kind of historical information you want to tell us, Nick, that wasn't in the movie? Like any cool? Facts? Um that they may have missed not that they would have missed for it i think it was really cool that the first time we see the nwa champion it was harley race um because uh-huh. he was a really well-known like traveling champion for it and then having rick flair be like the antagonist but like his scene in the, the locker room where he's like well man you're fucking crazy i'll wrestle you anytime you want let's go get yeah. drunk like that was a very <laughs> like that was a hundred percent that's um, rick flair rick flair I imagine um, that's how the locker room was a lot of the time, though, because it's a business. It's a sport. He was referring, whenever he called him crazy, he was referring to, like, how he, like, kind of lost it and almost... Well, mushed his head. He made him bleed his with his in. fingertips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so the person that bought World Class Championship Wrestling in it is Jerry Jarrett. Um, okay. he, he is the father oh, Jeff, of Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. Oh, yep. okay. And so they, uh, he, uh, Jerry Jarrett, eventually um, started up uh, what was then called uh, NWA TNA. So um, the uh, the wrestling company Impact Wrestling is was originally a, a creation of Jerry Jarrett. Nice. So like, still, still ties back to that somewhat a little bit for it. Um, but um, historically, though, like as far as I know, um, that's kind of all the beats on it. Like the main beats was one brother that just straight up wasn't there, and two was the whole thing with Carrie's leg was like they they took liberties on the timeline for that. Yeah, and then the fact that they're just like, oh yeah, right after he got it, he got in an accident. Where the truth is both yeah, more yeah. sad and also kind of dumb mm-hmm. for it. Um, but as the real world often is, uh, a lot of this though, is like, if I were making a movie, there was a lot that happened that was like this, nobody's going to believe this. Oh (laughs) yeah. Truth is stranger than fiction a lot of times. And this proves it. I think it was cool seeing some of the wrestlers and how they were used like legit, like professional wrestlers these days for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the huddle scene where they were like going over how they were gonna do the match that the Hollywood yep. hunk was in. Yeah, uh, oh, and, then yeah. We, and then we see them do what they talked about doing. I, <laughs> I, I really liked that. So it was kind of weird to me, but like 
Chavo Guerrero Jr. was like the stunt coordinator, and he mm-hmm. um, in one of the matches he was the he, he was playing the Sheik, so he had like the um, like headdress on and stuff like that. Is this the um, Iron Sheik? Uh, no. Um, okay, a different character. They wrestle around the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's actually the dad or the uncle of a wrestler that was real big in like the '90s and 2000s, and I think still does it. Um, called Sabu. Mm, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he was the uncle of uh, Sabu, but also uh, Ryan Nemeth. Um, so Dolph Ziggler's younger brother yeah. played uh, Gino Hernandez uh, in it. Um, that's the Hollywood hunk, Austin. Aha. Uh-huh. Ryan Nemeth. Um, but just seeing like a couple of people just kind of there doing their things, kind of thing. Um, another one uh, was Bruiser Brody for it um bruiser brody was really well known and like one of the bigger names without never really having the championship okay um he has a really sad story too he ended up getting oh, no. stabbed in puerto rico and died um during like a wrestling event kind oh, of thing during a match or no it was oh, afterwards oh, okay. in the locker room though oh wow uh, but uh the guy that played him was uh portrayed by an actor that's Appeared in more Super Bowl commercials than any <laughs> one else in history. He is one of the one of his best known ones. Was uh, one of the Capital One commercials. There were Vikings saying, "What's in your wallet?" Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, um, I'm familiar with that one from back in the uh-huh, day for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but Bruiser Brody is just a really interesting one. He was like he was hardcore before hardcore wrestling was really a thing, kind of thing. Okay, for it. Um, but seeing him portrayed in this was pretty cool for it. Like up there with like. Uh, um, Harley race for it. Um, and then their mentioning of the Freebirds was interesting too because the Freebirds were a three person team that was really, really big. Um, they mentioned kind of go back to Atlanta, we're here in Dallas kind of thing. Um, and the, the Freebirds were very southern, like had Confederate flag kind of memorabilia because they were from Georgia. Yeah, kind of getting their name from the Leonard Skinnerd. Yeah, so who also that used Confederate flags. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't portrayed in the movie, but even them because their feuds between the Freebirds and uh, the Von Erichs were a pretty big deal back in the day, right? For it, so that's that's some cool stuff to see portrayed. Yeah, nice. Uh, you could tell this movie was set in Texas because of the hats everyone was wearing at church. That's when it clicked for me. Because there's ranches everywhere, but if you're wearing mm-hmm. a cowboy hat to church, it's probably Texas. Probably Texas. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Any other, uh, yeah. So when when you see these historical things, I imagine it's like when I watch the Weird Al movie or like Walk Hard and see like famous musicians and comedians throughout history being portrayed by <laughs> new people nowadays. Right. So that's right. that's yeah. a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, especially because it's people that you wouldn't expect to be see portrayed in like. Uh, more mainstream movie mm-hmm. for it. Um, cause like I could see Ric Flair being like portrayed in a movie, like Hulk yeah, Hogan. Sure. He's one of the main, well, like besides Hulk Hogan, he's probably one of the most famous wrestlers. Macho man. Right. Like there's a handful Macho. that everybody knows who doesn't even follow wrestling for sure. Right. And then these ones go quite a bit deeper with you it. You think and we'll get a Hulk Hogan movie, like a biopic before he dies. <laughs> I doubt it. He has such a strong kind of control over his likeness yeah. and 
trademarks and things yeah that um there would have to be like a post-mortem kind of thing for it um unless having not seen it maybe maybe the wrestler is kind of a, a take on that a bit or something oh that's interesting uh, okay i'm not gonna um, say anything <laughs> um but yeah I, th- I think what would be more likely because like modern wrestlers like hulk hogan even or the rock or stone cold steve austin that are no longer actively wrestling all the time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that people would probably want to see like a biopic on i think it would go a lot more of the way of the rock where he had uh the young rock yeah um, he's got the show, TV show where it's very much like wait hey, he I'm has a tv show like, called the young rock yeah is it like young sheldon mm-hmm. it's him as a kid is it a drama? Is it pretty straightforward? Comedy. It's comedy? Yeah. It's kind of wow. along the lines of Everybody Hates Chris with Chris Rock. Oh, wow. It is. It was very So they're really controlling that. the narrative by making these kind of shows then. Right. So I think it would be more likely that if something like this were to happen, it would have to be a very um, compelling story. Mm-hmm. So if one were to be made by Hollywood, I would think probably going to have to be more on the sad side of things for it. Mm-hmm. Something like the Chris Benoit story or something. Oh, like you finally brought up the other big tragedy of wrestling. I was mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to mention it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's the stuff that's compelling, right? Like, Man. I don't know that most audiences are going to want to watch a, a show about somebody that was a professional wrestler for 25 years and then retired to be a real estate had agent. a great family <laughs> life and like handled yeah. his finances well and never got into drug addiction or anything yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> oof um yeah i think i think that's a good place to wrap it up yeah I... austin did you say you would recommend this movie of course it was really well made and really really good uh and like you said there's some parts in it that take the edge off it's got a i think a, a good message i don't know Either way, I came away from it without feeling too dirty and gross, which I've been watching a lot of long, like, three-hour movies lately, and let me tell you, there ain't a lot of fun ones out there. No, there's not. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You should watch RRR, though. That's a fun one. Okay. You got Um, Yeah. That's that's like an exception to the rule, for sure. Just for my little bit here, the tagline, there's only one for this movie. Yeah. Sons, brothers, champions. That's it. Man, you could add one more, and it no, uh, uh, go real dark with it. Um, And also, I probably have seen it before, but it's rated R, and the first thing it says it's rated R for is suicide. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Usually, you get some other ones before that. Uh, that one hides in the background of the parental section usually, but this one it is right up front and yeah. rightfully so. If that's something that bothers you, don't watch this movie. Yeah, no, it, yeah, not content warning. This is definitely a movie that, like, I am glad I have watched, um, but I don't particularly pers- like foresee myself. Oh yeah, I'm never going to watch this again. It's got uh, a s- certain vibe to it. Yeah, if you want to get in the depressing move, mood of 1980s, like professional wrestling and semi-professional wrestling, put this on. Uh, yeah, that's why I think Josh would have this like a one and done, like a ten star, uh-huh. not coming back to it. But I do recommend it. It's not a ten out of ten. Don't recommend. Yeah, because we're not Josh. 
uh, the budget. Josh will be able to uh, listen to this episode and experience why people would talk about movies. It's two if not hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah. We want to. We don't want to convince Josh that he doesn't have to watch movies though, because then he's off the show. No easy way out for him. Uh, the budget for this was an estimated fifteen million. It's already made that back, and then some at eighteen. Yeah. It's been out for about two weeks, I think. Yeah, this is a. I think. I mean, it, this is like a hit at this point, right? It's a hit, which is great to see. You love to see movies like this do well in the current climate, because I'm tired of seeing big blockbuster franchise gobbledygook nonsense. And this one. Yeah, it's not a Marvel movie. It's not a Star Wars movie or anything else owned by that fucking company. There's not going to be an Iron Claw 2. There better not. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I'd say with our previous experience that I'm very happy that there's a wrestling movie that wasn't just making fun of wrestling as a whole or the fan or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I'm sure, like the actual movie, The Wrestler is not like that. I just haven't seen it. Well, um, next time we do a crossover like, episode, we might have to watch something more lighthearted before we get to The Wrestler. Let's let's <laughs> let's like every other one can be a three-hour heartbreaking movie. I didn't feel that the the documentary that I watched that I want you guys to watch. I didn't feel like that one was heartbreaking for it. So we can have that one be our crossover, and Josh likes documentaries. So I think I'm just poisoned because when Josh brings documentaries, they're always heartbreaking. So I just associate like any documentary is just going to tear at my soul. Now we've done so many, and it's like I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this. They're kind of (laughs) bleak. I still think about that movie he showed us, where the guy's like, "I'm going to go do stand up comedy in China." Oh and he goes God. to China to try to do stand-up comedy, gets off the plane, it's like, hey, where's the stand-up comedy clubs? And they're like, they don't do stand-up comedy in China. And so he left. I think that guy was fucking with him, too. <laughs> There's definitely stand-up comedy in the big city. He just believed him. I think that guy was a stand-up <laughs> comedian who was just like, I don't need competition from America. <laughs> yeah, that dude worked for like eight months to perfect his Mandarin so he could do stand-up in China and just left like the day after he got there. Yeah, he, he like spent eight months learning Mandarin and like flew there, got everything prepared, like studied how to do comedy because he wasn't a comedian before this. <laughs> well, well, if it helps, spoiler alert. Um, the main subject of this documentary has not died yet. Okay, cool. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so we got that going for us. Yeah, some uh, some silver lining here. Mm-hmm. All right, we've already all, I think all of us recommend this, yeah, even though we good. wouldn't necessarily want to put ourselves through it again. I think one and done is a very apt yeah. rating for this. Yeah. yeah. Nick, I always love having you on the show. I love being on the show. This is going to be on both channels, so check it out. What about wrestling and have you seen? You can find previous episodes of both those shows and more at podcast.com. You can find our show Amazeballs, where we cover different TV shows, anthologies, sci-fi, horror, mystery, and comedy. Uh yeah, this this was a blast. We got some we got some history, we got some background, we did some deep diving, we got real dark with it. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> until next time. You got time. any uh, 
questions, comments, hate mail. It's fabcheck.com. At Google, <laughs> fabcheck at Love it. You know the score. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Facebook under Fabcheck, Fabcheck at YouTube. And that is about it. I'm Austin. I'm Nick. I'm Justin. Oh, oh, you two have to fight in the ring now. Stepping on each ding, other's ding, toes. Ding, ding, ding. ding, ding. <laughs> uh, what, what's your entry music to the ring? First thing that comes to mind. Justin, go. Uh, white and nerdy. All right. Nick, go. Uh, something Dropkick Murphys. Okay. Probably shipping up to Boston or something. Hell yeah. When... How about you, Austin? Oh, ooh, on the spot. Um, I'll do Sabotage from Beastie Boys. Dope. I think that's a fun one to come into, into the ring on. All right, maybe I'll use one of those as the intro. Oh, wait, we can talk about one of the few happy scenes in the movie that I like. You want to end it on a happy note? That's a good idea. Yeah, in the scene. It, there was a scene where the three of them, there's like a montage where the three of them were like wrestling together before the first one died. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, their parents leave and Mike, the one that likes music puts on rush. Oh, and then the other brothers are like, this fucking rocks. Yeah. And they use that as their intro, which made me think I, which made me think we were in Canada for like a a split (laughs) second. I was like, how'd that record get all the way down to Texas? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good scene. Uh, Tom Sawyer, I believe, is the song from Yeah. Rush. Real prog rocky. Uh, yeah, you could tell he was not just your average Texan, not even wrestler, not just musician, but he was getting into some weird stuff. <laughs>